word sibling, what comes to mind? Sibling rivalry? Competition? Arguments, teasing, and tattletaling? Perhaps these are common, even typical, elements of the sibling dynamic. But I view the bond between brothers and sisters differently. Sure, there may be elements of the aforementioned behavior, but it goes so much deeper than this. Siblings, to me, are one of the greatest gifts your parents can give you. My brothers were my first friends, my protectors, the keeper of my memories, my co-stars in countless home videos, the lens through which I see my childhood, my pals. My favorite quote about this special relationship comes from Clara Ortega. Quote, to the outside world, we all grow old, but not to brothers and sisters. We know each other as we always were. We know each other's hearts. We share private family jokes. We remember family feuds and secrets, family griefs and joys. We live outside the touch of time. Today, I have the pleasure of presenting to you the third installment of the 65 Roses series, First Friends, A Sibling's Perspective. I sat down with Kate and Meg Higginbotham and John Patrick Corey and Mary Field to discuss what life and siblinghood has looked like for them in terms of having brothers with CF. They speak openly and honestly about life with Jeffrey, Matthew, and Ryan. This episode will be divided into two parts. Please enjoy part two. Hi, 
Johnny. Thank you for coming on the podcast. No problem. Hey, Caitlin, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, why don't you give everybody an introduction into yourself, and then we will dive in. Sure. My name is John Patrick Corey. Some people call me Johnny or John Patrick, and then friends will call me JP. I am Ryan's brother. I live in Long Island, New York. I'm married to Jen and my two girls, Addie and Katie. And my uh, occupation, so I'm in been in sales for years. I'm in medical device med sales for a company called InMode now, selling devices to uh, plastic surgeons, dermatologists in the tri-state New York area. So that's what I'm doing. I love it. Well, thank you for being on today. Um, You know the topic is cystic fibrosis, a topic Mm -hmm. that um, our family knows very well. So the point of today's podcast is to get everybody's perspective because, you know, it's going to hit everybody differently. Everybody has a different outlook about CF, different experiences with CF. So today I just want to get an idea about what it was like for you growing up and now um, having not only a brother but two cousins with CF. And basically they're your three best friends. You know, you guys are the four guys in the family. So you grew up together. You're all close in age. So my first question is, being the protective older brother that you are, because you are the oldest of the Corys, what was it like growing up watching your younger brother battle CF? You know, Ryan and I were always, you know, uh, my sister too, but my sister's so much younger than me. We were always close, and we all, we all three of us are close, but um, our, you know, we, we lived in Vermont as kids, so I think with CF, when you're young, and I don't have it, but my observation with Ryan and myself is you're, you're naive to the disease. So, you know, growing up, I wouldn't say Ryan battled it. You know, he, he was such a good kid and good brother, but he didn't seem to struggle that much. Maybe he hit it um, from me, but we were together all the time. So and when you're that young, they've made a lot of advancements in the disease. So he would, you know, he, we would play, and we would have sports. Um, I mean, it was me and my brother for a while. And then Mary was born and, the early 90s when we were in Vermont so me we had a really good childhood in Vermont um, in Woodstock and when you're that little you really don't it's you know you look at CF like oh he takes some you know digestive pills and you know maybe cough a little bit but it wasn't that you know I was naive I know I was I'm sure he might have too but as you get older you know, you start to realize the severity of CF and that it is a disease and it's not going anywhere. So, you know, then I started to notice the word battle, like things he couldn't do. So I think when I was little, it wasn't like a big thing to me. It's like, oh my, it's my brother, we're the same. And he takes some pills. Um, and maybe to him, it, you know, he, you know, you're such a naive kid when you grew up. But then when you get older, you know, as you as you start to learn about it and, and mature, it, it definitely hits more as the older brother of three of the three. Yeah, I think Rye was Rye's also if he watches this, he knows he's not exactly like a big type A personality. So he's not one to express himself openly a lot. So um, he could have been battling it in other ways, but he didn't show it. So he was, he handled it to, for me. It was very, he handled the, his disease when he was young, like flawlessly because he was just a, a good kid. He never complained. He never, you know, had lashed out with, to mom and dad or had any kind of issues. Socially, he had friends. It was, he was, it was a good childhood and that things change, always change as we get older. Yeah. So it's worth mentioning too, when you guys moved to Rhode Island, of course, then you were able to see Matt and Jeff more and go to school with them. 
Um, so you're, you know, of course you guys were always close even when you lived in Vermont, but when you moved to Rhode Island and, you know, you're getting closer and seeing Jeff and Matt on a day-to-day basis, of course we know Jeff had a different situation with CF as far as, you know, severity, being in and out of the hospital. So when you moved to Rhode Island, do you think that's when you started to understand more of the severity by seeing Jeff? Um, you know, it's a good question, Caitlin. I think for me, I think... Yeah, it was always a serious, you know, being a kid, I knew that my brother had CF, but it wasn't like a big talk. Like, you know, we were, we didn't bring it up. Like I wasn't introducing my brother, like, Hey, it's Rye with CF or Matt. And that's what they always liked about me. You know, I would, but as we got older, I think when we moved, you start to just mature. So yeah, I would, I knew you learn about it. Um, I mean, for me, it was in high school and I did, I did actually a, a doctorate thesis on CF in college when I was a junior. It was my, my senior thesis was on CF. So that's when I learned a lot. But at, at that point, I was 20. So I already knew it was serious. Um, yeah, I think when we moved to Rhodey, you know, it's not like CF is a disease. So whether you have it, you have it or you don't. Jeff had a severe, you know, Jeff had it more, everyone likes had it more severe. I mean, Ryan and Matt still have it. So it's not like they have it less severe, but Jeff had a tougher time with the disease. And I think that, you know, when, when we moved, I mean, we used to see our cousins when we were in Vermont too. So it was, again, Jeff and Matt, we would all be playing, running around. They didn't show a lot of the exhaustion that the disease, but as you age, of course, the disease takes more of a toll. So I think when we moved, yeah, it definitely hits more home with Jeff. Um, Maddie and Rye always, it was always, Jeff was always more severe as far as physical, the physical damage that the disease did to him. So, yeah, I would say it definitely opened me up. You know, when I, when I would turn, when we moved to Vermont, I was 13 and we moved to Rhode Island. Um, Mary was like two, it was a crazy time for our family. We struggled and mom and dad never let us see it. So, you know, it was probably, yeah, I definitely would say it, it hit more home as I got older. And then I just learned, but again, Rye, Rye and Matt, didn't really show it a lot. Like they didn't show frustrations. Uh, neither did Jeff, but he, you, Jeff would just have more. He'd be in the hospital a lot more, and he would. Uh, it was more when he got into high school, when he hit like fifteen, sixteen. That's when it really got bad. So obviously that was eye opening for us, for me. You know, oh my god, like this is this is serious. You yeah. know. Now, you know, I know you don't see the severity really until Jeff in high school. So you're 16, but that's still pretty young, you know, to be processing all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your brother has it, you know, Matt has it. And essentially, you know, you four are best friends. So essentially, all three of your best friends have CF. And so I can imagine that, you know, that is mentally taxing. And as a 16 year old, that's still very young. You know, now, you know, you're in your thirties, like looking back, that's still very young. You, I'm sure you wouldn't want your daughters at 16 to be like, you know, having to process something so serious like that. So when you were in high school, I know a couple of the other interviews talked about you playing basketball and being a basketball all-star. And so I have to ask, like, how did you feel like, you know, basketball I think is a big thing for you Matt and Rye and you were able to continue on that journey and they weren't so mentally like how did that feel like do you ever feel any I don't want to say guilt because it's not guilt but do you ever feel like wow like I don't have it they do like what is that thought process like especially as a teenager Mm. um yeah no it was it was (laughs) when it came to sports we 
were we were an athletic family. Um, I was a state champion. My sister was a state champion. You know, not bragging, of course, but we were a very very athletic family. Um, basketball was my outlet growing up for a lot of things, especially when we moved. Um, I mean, I didn't really get into girls per se until I got into high school. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't want to sit here and talk about uh, my brag book of basketball. Everyone else could talk about it, but yeah, I was, you know, I, I did some damage in high school. We we had a we had a good run. I played in college, so basketball was a big part of my life. All of us. Um, I played other sports, football, lacrosse, but my passion was basketball. Um, the funny thing is when we came to, <laughs> when you look at the three of us versus Matt and Jeff, but me, my brother, and my sister, I always tell everyone, you know, and, I, and I'm very, and you know me and everyone knows I'm a kind of, Jen calls me arrogant, which I am cocky. Um, it's just part of, my, you know, I am, but it's hard for me to admit, but when it comes to my brother, like the three of us, not that Mary's not, Ryan, I always said Ryan was probably the most athletic out of the three of us. I mean, my, you know, it's hard for me to admit that because I was pretty athletic and good at sports. But looking at Ryan, when you take CF, I mean, Ryan had all the physical attributes that I did. I mean, Ryan's 6'3", lean. He was fast. He was smart. We used to play basketball growing up. So he, in my eyes, he was always the most athletic out of the three of us, <laughs> um, which is just, it was tough because once we got to that, you know, that... 13, 14, when I started to excel in, you know, high school or junior high and varsities, whatever, Ryan hit a wall, probably mentally, obviously physically, it was physically, not mentally, where he just, he, you know, he just couldn't physically play sometimes, you know, or up to the plate, what he wanted to. And the funny thing is he used to play pickup, we'd play games and he was so good, but like, obviously the disease takes that from him. So, um... We'll never know, you know, what he could have done in, uh, in, in sports. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sports helped me, helped me get a scholarship, for God's sakes. It helped pay for my college, so I didn't, D3 doesn't give full scholarships, but I got, I got a big grant, so it helped my mom and dad pay for college. And, uh, you know, where I played through high school but he you know he didn't play a lot he didn't play a lot um and me and my sister you know my sister was start you know field hockey and lacrosse so that was that's that was hard um to watch um so that's what usually drove me when i was in high school and i used to get angry and you know what made me a lot of the Successful was, was watching my brother and cousins who couldn't do it. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, you say that you get a lot out with basketball and that was your outlet. And so I imagine, you know, when you're playing, you're not just playing for you. You're playing for all of them. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he's probably, he might he might never heard it from me, but if he sees it, you know, a lot of the motivation in sports was, 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 from Jeff and Matt and Rybe. And that's cliche to say, and that's why I never really talked about it until now, literally. But maybe my dad knew or my mom knew, but, you know, my my anger and when I combine my motivation for when I sports and a lot of my attitude, people would call me air, is because of that, because I used to get angry. 
Right. Um, but there was something behind it. It wasn't just yeah. anger for being angry. There was a reason. No, it was, it was, it was motivation to, to, to be good at what I did. So when I got tired, the big thing for me when, in sports and this and translates to my life, even in sales, because that's why sales is all like sports. When I used to get tired or fed up, if it was in a game or a sport, I would always think about my brother and my cousins. So I'd be like, what are you, what are you tired for? Like, they can't even walk upstairs. So, you know, my, my cousin Jeff used to struggle to walk up a flight of stairs in high school. Like, he had to stop. So uh, that's little things that some people maybe they couldn't manufacture. But, yeah, that's definitely what drove me in sports. So it was always hard um, with sports. It's a nerve for me. Yeah, because... You know, obviously with Jeff and Matt, but Ryan, Matt, Matt played too, but Jeff stopped playing competitively once he got into, once we got to high school, he played C, you know, CYO as best he could. It was fun. You know, he, you know, I, I, I remember he couldn't really play past seventh, eighth grade. He just stopped playing sports. So it was tough in sports to see them because we'll never know what they could have done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never realized that you, you know, because we don't talk about this a lot as a family. You know, we talk about Matt, Jeff, and Rye, you know, in terms of their health. But that's why I sort of wanted to do this interview to see what other people were thinking because I've known you for 13 years. And, you know, I don't, I never realized that that was a lot of motivation, not just for sports, but you said in life, you know, you bring that yeah. with you, you carry it with you through life. It really changes you when you go through these sorts of things, you grow up. You obviously all grew up very differently than other families. You have a unique situation. And I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense, you know, that you're in sales, that you look at sales like sports, that you bring that yeah. same motivation and that you do think of your brother and your cousins even now in adulthood. It oh, really yeah, has shaped sure. you. I think, you know, when it's, uh, you know, it's because it's your, because we're all so close and it's my brother my cousins are like brothers too. I have my blood brother, Ryan. So yeah, it's just things that I'll always carry. Um, I just say with my job, just because when I'm in my, it's, I have a very high intense job. Not that not other people don't in, in professions, but it's just stressful. When I get stressed out, I just, uh, I always think like nothing, it takes a lot to stress me out because of that. Yeah. It really does. Um, I don't really get stressed that often. Um, so that's, you know, I guess you could say it changed me. Well, I know that Ryan, and I'm, I'm sure Matt and Jeff too, I know Ryan for sure I can speak for, has always looked up to you and your determination, and he's so proud of you with your basketball career and in life. You know, you have a beautiful wife, beautiful children, a beautiful life in Long Island, and I know that Ryan really loves and respects that, and he, you know, you're sort of like, you know, what we aim to want to do, so you're always a role model to him even now, and I'm sure back then with basketball, but I know for sure now that he always looks to you as like that beacon, that older brother. Now as an adult, you're a dad, you have two young girls that are gonna learn more and more about CF as they get older. Have you and Jen had to have conversations about, you know, cause I'm sure even with Jeff, you know, they were very young yeah. for that, but they're gonna be other battles. The girls are gonna learn more and more like you guys did, maybe a little naive and sheltered at first, but of course, as they get older, they're gonna learn more about CF. Do you and Jen have like a plan? Do you guys give it a lot of thought or are you just taking it one day at a time about teaching them about CF? Yeah, it's really kind of one day at a time. I mean, they're still so young. Um, seven and eight, they'll be eight and nine this summer. I think they don't, they don't fully understand what it, the disease is. Um, 
they know, you know, like Uncle Jeff is in heaven. Um, they know Ryan has it and they know Matt has it, but they don't really ask a lot of questions. So it's, if we're kind of just like, like I said, you asked about my childhood. You just don't ask a lot of questions when you're kids. You just know, like, I'm, you know, Ryan used to sit at the table and do his pills and his applesauce and I just it was normal to me yeah you know my brother's doing his pills I used to have friends Isaac he'll know are like my close friends and it's just it was just like normal yeah to us yeah of course it's it's not like normal but everyone's so normal them, is different right yeah that that was uh, it was like oh he's just doing his before he eats you know and, and then his mom used to do old school back then chest PT I even did it a couple times where you're just on his back but we didn't really know why Mm-hmm. So my they're they're uh, they're not asking a lot of questions. So we're not really diving into it. They just know that they keep they have it. Um, it's very similar to when we were little. Like they're just kind of oh, okay, and you know Uncle Jeff's not. You know they they get that of yeah. why, but it's uh you know I think Jen and I are just kind of letting think life unravel. Yeah. And if they come to me one day, go and explain this or why is this? Yeah. You know we you know. We can dive into it. And I think you'll have a good sense of how to do it and what to do and when because you did grow up with CF in your life. You saw how your parents handled it, how they discussed it with you. You can you know, call back and remember the feelings you were feeling in high school. So you have a unique you know, perspective as a parent that you know what it was like as a kid and now you can proceed parenting them, thinking mm-hmm. about how they might feel and protecting their feelings. And they are so young and you do want to protect them for as long as you can and not overwhelm them um, with the severity of CF. And, and I think that's a good plan. You know, life is so uncertain, but I think you and Jen handling it one day at a time and just letting life unfold, I imagine that's probably the best way to do it. I know yeah. there's no right and wrong. There's no guidebook right. to being a parent, so you just have to sort of feel it out. Yeah, no, that's 100%, you know. You know, it, it's just you kind of roll with it because it's like no structure. I think Jen's dad said it one time. Jen's my father-in-law years ago he goes yeah what well, you kids don't come with instruction manuals like i thought that was a funny phrase he said one time years ago and i was like so you really you just kind of roll with it yeah <laughs> um, definitely yeah I'm, I'm sure that they'll ask questions at some point you know these kids are so smart like yeah. so i'm sure so we'll just tell them as it is but like you said it kind of just there's no need to just sit them down and be like okay you know then they're going to be like you know, they're not asking. Yeah. And we don't want them to be scared and we don't want them to treat Ryan and Maddie any differently. Um, And you mentioned before, you know, you didn't lead with CF. You didn't say, this is my brother or my cousin and they have CF. It's not something you lead with. And um, after speaking with Matt, you know, he said that the greatest gift that you could give someone with an illness is to just treat them normal because that's what Mm -hmm. they want. And so, you know, whether or not it was an intention choice when you were younger and now, just know that you your instincts were right because that's all they really want is to be treated normal and to just be like, you know, you and Mary and Katie and Meg and just like, you know, you guys are just the seven. It's not like the three and then the four. It's just the seven right. of you. And that's something that I really admire about your family is CF is such a big part of it, but you wouldn't really, you know, we don't really, you wouldn't really know. It's like everyone just loves each other, supportive, and whoever needs the support, you guys just provide it. Sometimes it might be Ryan, Matt, and Jeff. Sometimes it might be someone else needs the support. And that's something that I really admire about your family. Because Jen and I talk about everyone's family is different and no one's perfect, right? We all have uh, 
Jen and I always talk like, you know, my family fights, your family fights. It's, it's normal, you know, but we do always circle back some way, shape or form. I'll say that about my family. Like we've, like I've had fights with my brother or my sister growing up and now we, you know, you'll have, it's normal. Right. Um, so like that's, that's something we've always had. And I think that's good, right? Because no one's family is perfect. And if you guys were all going about it, be, trying to right. be like fake perfect, it wouldn't feel right. authentic. Right. So it's nice that you guys are just typical. And like you said, you're normal. Everyone's normal is different. And this is the Corey Hig normal. Right. I know you mentioned a lot, you know, it's your motivation. But what's what has CF taught you about life? I'm not like the kind of, I, I know, you, you know, you know me. I'm not like this cliche kind of expressive person all the time. But I guess if, you know, to answer, you know, innately, because I don't talk about it, but yeah, I mean, it obviously changed me. I think like when you look at, I always like talk about my wife just because we're together more than I see, like everyone's personality is different. And I think we balance each other out because it takes a lot to get me rattled. I can handle a lot of stuff. And, you know, I think that's what it's taught me. Like, I don't get, I do like, I take advantage of the day, the week. I don't think too far ahead and I don't dwell on the past. Um, I'm very black and white kind of person. If I have a problem, I usually tell you, and I have to address it quick because I can't keep it off my, like I can't hide it. And that's one thing I I always joke with my wife because if I have a problem, you're going to hear about it in person or on the phone, right? Um, And then we just talk, that's it, and then we move on. And I think that's that's what it's taught me, like the little things and like little fights and issues. Like I can't, I don't have a lot of tolerance for it because I have a brother and cousin, two, you know, two cousins with a terminal illness. Yeah. So there's not uh, a lot of time to waste. Yeah. Like, little things don't bother. Like I can't dwell on little things. I just, if anyone's like my family watched this or my wife, she'll, I, I, I really, I have no tolerance for little crap Yeah. <laughs> um, because of that. And I like to have fun and enjoy the day and, and not, I'm not a negative person. So I think maybe that's what CF's done growing up with a family with CF and my mom and dad set the standard. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom's like, you know, never gets rattled when she does. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't express herself on her, on her own. So kind of, I always, I'll give them a shout, you know, mom and my mom and dad were just raised us to be happy kids and just, you know, not dwell on negativity. So I guess that's changed me. I don't know what I would have been like if my brother didn't have CF mm-hmm. or my cousins. I don't, would I have been different? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, it, it just makes me a little bit tougher, I guess. You know, when you see your cousin in the hospital every month, a month growing up or your brother, go put your rye went in a few, several times in the college, it just hardens you a little bit, so. Yeah. Well, one thing that I like that you said is that, you know, you like to have a good time. You like to be happy. You don't like to dwell in negativity. And I know, I think I can speak for the whole family when I say you bring so much joy to the family, so much lightness because, you know, we, you're the life of the party. You're funny. You're outgoing. And I know that sometimes when the chips are down and everybody just feels like they can't go on, you'll do something funny to just make us all laugh and forget about it, even for a minute. And I think yeah. that's part of your gift. And I don't know if that, you know, like you said, we don't know if it's what's exactly from CF, what life would be different. But I think it has shaped you into a very, you know, funny, outgoing person with a big, kind heart. And I know that you hate to see your family suffering. So you just bring whatever you can to the table, whether it's a joke, a laugh, a, a dance right. party on Marco Polo. That's true. Yeah. You just, you know how to lighten it up when we need it. And I think that is like the most beautiful gift. Okay. So... 
what message would you like to leave to your three besties, Rye, Maddie, and Jeff? Anything you'd like to say to leave it, um, leave it with them? <laughs> we always, I, I just always laugh. I mean, you know, my, we always <laughs> laugh. It's like the four of us would just laugh. I mean, I'm going to see Ryan and Matt again soon, hopefully. Um, you know, we, we just, uh, I always tell everyone, uh, we always joke about our the rock quotes. <laughs> if they see this, I, I I'd like to leave a, a a rock quote, but there's too many. Um, I mean, we literally spent two hours at Ryan's bachelor party, like quoting the rock. <laughs> Never been done. Um, so I'll I won't give a specific rock quote, but I'd like to leave them with the rock quotes. We'll we'll have to rehash the next time we hang out. And the I mean the other thing I used to I always say, you know is because I'm not uh, uh, many words like this. I'm not going to leave a movie quote. It's just not my style, like a movie quote or like, I mean, basically I don't, I don't tell them a lot, you know, my brother a lot or my cousin's like, you know, I love you. I love them. Um, and I think the other thing is, uh, you know, I never say goodbye. Like if, if you notice, I really don't like to say goodbye. So I usually, uh, like what I told what I tell Jeff, you know, Jeff, when he was on his last breaths up there in Boston, um, when I was whispering in his ears, I just said, I just said, I'll see you later, okay? That was the last thing I told him. It wasn't goodbye or, so that's, that was for Jeff. Uh, I just said, I'll see you later, okay? And I left. Um, and then of course, I told my mom that was it. And that's the same thing I'll say to Ryan Matt is I'll just, I'll see you guys later. your time don't live too fast troubles will come and they will pass you'll find a warm mom and you'll find love and don't forget that there is a someone up above Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Thank you so much for being on. Um, obviously, this is a topic we're all we all have in common, and we can all shed some light on. So, why don't you just give everybody a little introduction into yourself, and then we'll dive on in. Okay. Well, I'm Mary. Um, Mary Field now because I got married, but um, I have an older brother with BF, and I have two cousins, but. 
obviously my perception is more so my older brother and he's eight years older than me a little give or take a couple months there and then um i have an oldest brother and let's see what do i do um i work in a well the wellness industry so i our company virgin pulse provides uh wellness solutions for different um, organizations so they can stay healthy focus on mindfulness um all of the stuff that you know you want a resilient employee to be and then on the side i own a boat with my husband and i love animals so i'm always trying to convince chris to bring let me bring home more animals and we pretty much just hang out friends and boat and it's kind of been a new thing the past few years boating but i really love it and it's kind of become something that we both kind of enjoy together it's like our vacation second home i love it okay so today's topic is cystic fibrosis or as we call it in our family and in the community cf so you'll be hearing cf a lot referenced in this episode um so mary tell us what was it like growing up with an older brother with cf so I guess I would say growing up, since I'm so much younger, I never really thought it, I think it's more so the way my parents raised us. Like it, I knew he had a chronic disease, cystic fibrosis, but it wasn't something that like really defined, at least for me when I was growing up, like our nuclear family. And I'm just saying nuclear, cause like my brothers and my parents, like our lives, I, I think, I, when I was young, it was just kind of one of those things where my mom would say, oh, he's going in for a tune-up, like he's a car, <laughs> and like he would come back and he'd be fine. Um, and then I, when I got a little older, I think that's when I was able to kind of research it on my own and figure it out. I do remember like the first time I kind of realized it was a disease was um, my mom had this like videotape of VHS, it was like white. And it was like, how to explain to your kids that someone has CF or or something like that. It wasn't for the person with cystic fibrosis. It was like geared towards the family members. And I remember secretly watching it and it like kind of freaked me out because they made it seem like it was like this like insane like thing everyone was going to die. Like as soon as you turned a certain age, that was it. Like as if you're a woman and your clock's ticking and you know, like one of those things where your time is up. And, And I think that like freaked me out, but and then when I got older and I was able to research it more and understand more about what it was, it was one of those things that definitely shaped me as a person. But I would say growing up, my parents did a really good job at making it always feel normal. Like I never felt like Rye was favored more or I was not taken care of, I guess, or, you know, not important in that sense. So it, it was definitely unique in that, like, I feel like, it wasn't a big deal in our nuclear family, but it was like in the back of our head, we all knew that Ryan has cystic fibrosis and he has to go to the hospital and things can get bad and you have to be careful and you have to make sure that, you know, you know smoking's bad, but it's 20 times worse. Like it, those types of things kind of was what it was like growing up. But since I was so young, I think it just was one of those things where I didn't really understand the gravity of it until I was allowed to like research it on my own and Google it and growing now looking back, I'm like, Oh, I remember my mom used to have like protein shakes in the cabinet to make Ryan like gain weight or like, you silly, like stuff like that, that now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was like different. <laughs> but I would say growing up, it wasn't something that at least for me, it was, it wasn't something that I ever looked at Ryan like, Oh, he has 
cystic fibrosis and I feel differently about it. I feel differently about him because of it. It was just like something we dealt with and we, when he went in the hospital, I would make him like silly little posters and we'd watch TV and it was just normal, I guess. Like it was just our normal. It wasn't ever something that I was like telling my friends about. Cause it was just like, why? It's just like normal, you know? Like I always thought it was normal. Yeah, a couple of things jumped out to me there because, you know, I didn't know that story about the VHS tape. And I think that's one of the reasons I love doing my podcast is because even someone who I've known for so long, I've known you, I feel like for half your life. Probably more than that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know that story because we don't, like you said, it's it's always been part of our your life. Um, for me, the last 13 years, part of my life. And so, yeah, it is just sort of like that normal. But that's why I love doing the podcast and, and getting to really dive in with people because I didn't know that story about the, the VHS. And I can only imagine being young and it's like so clinical and it's so old school and things have changed so much since then. There's been obviously so many advances with medicine, with his respiratory therapies. But yeah, I can imagine as a young girl seeing that tape, that would really freak you out because I remember being in college and when Ryan told me, I was a little older, I think, obviously, than you were seeing that tape and I was still freaked out Googling it um, because they, like you said, they do make it seem like this is the life expectancy and almost like if you're so young, you, you take that to be like bond, like that's definitely going to happen. Um, but of course, now as you're older and you can look back and say, well, that was just like a tape made like might as well have been a hundred years ago on a white VHS tape. But I think uh, too, you have an interesting perspective because you were born into it. You're the baby of the bunch of the whole family. So for, for you to say, you know, it doesn't feel any different because that's all you've known. That really is all you've known. Um, and something that I applaud your parents for is treating you all the same. And I know that I've asked Ryan in the past, did you feel different? Did you feel like one way or the other, like you got too much attention or not enough or whatever the case may be? And he sort of gave your parents the same kudos in that, you know, you were all three, you, Johnny and Rye, just treated the same. And, he, and you know, it was just part of life and you guys just rolled with it. And I really admire that about your family. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And I think too, being so young and that was like my only, like that was all I knew. I think I would probably say, and I, I don't know for sure, like, probably when I saw that tape, it might've made me then be like, oh, now I need to appreciate every waking moment I have with Ryan subconsciously. Cause Johnny was so much older that he wasn't really at the house a lot, but Rye was. So then I think I feel like that now that I'm looking back, it was probably like a turning point where I'm like, now I should really try to hang out with Ryan, do things. And he'll tell you like, he'd be like, go get me a snack. And I would run and go get him a snack. Or when he got his ears pierced, I would like help clean his ears. Aww. Like those types of things, I think definitely affect you, but that's not a negative thing. But on the flip side, with it being so normal, when you get older, it, it wasn't like a secret, but I think Rye was like so uncomfortable sharing it because it was such a normalcy in our family that when he would play basketball in high school, he was really good, but he could only play for like an allotted amount of time. So I feel like it was like these little things and they're, I don't want to say secrets, but it was so normal that sometimes it was easy to forget that he does have something that we still need to like acknowledge. You can just do that in a way that makes everybody feel comfortable and make sure that he doesn't think he's an outcast or different than us because he's not. I would say, I tell everyone he's more in shape now than me or half my friends. Like <laughs> he's basically, you know, like he's normal, but as when you get older, you think back and you're like, 
wild. It was kind of weird in different ways. Like I, I do remember Hillary, my neighbor, would come over and she'd be like, why do you have all these protein shakes to gain weight? Like who's trying to gain weight? And and you'd have to explain it and it would be a hard thing to explain and then people feel bad for you and that's I hate that feeling. So I feel like it was also a little bit of that. Like I didn't want to be like my brother has cystic fibrosis and cystic fibrosis is a disease and like then they go in home and google it and so it was like one of those things where i didn't really like to share it a lot unless it seemed necessary and the great thing with my family and my friends is they never made me feel weird about it they like they'll still be like oh how's Ryan? like you know or how's johnny it's never like how's ryan and how is he doing right they care but they know that like i'm not a person who's like I don't want to just talk about Ryan's disease because that doesn't define him as a person. It's just a part of him. Right. Yeah. He's much more dynamic and, you know, multi-layered than just this one aspect of him. Well, I was going to ask you, but it seems like you, you really summed it up pretty well. I think is, um, how did it mold you into the person you are today to have someone with a chronic illness in your family? But it seems like it, it molded you in many ways. Yeah, I, it definitely molded me in many ways because I, I feel like when you talk about Ryan with cystic fibrosis, you also have to like recognize the larger family dynamic. And again, I'm just speaking in the nuclear family dynamic in that my oldest brother was a basketball superstar and Ryan had a uh, chronic disease. And then there was me, like the little sister, the only girl. So I think it molded me probably to be more so the oh, I'll jump in and, and go visit Rye, or when Rye had his, um, I, I think, I don't know if it was a thesis, but the play at Salve, I remember my mom left, and she was like, All right, do you want to come? And I said, no, because I was in high school, and I'm like, I want to go out and do this. And then, like, five minutes later, I was like, no, like, it's I should go, because I want to support him, but also, in the back of my head, I'm always like, what if this is the last time you know like yeah. that anxiety so my mom, I called my mom and she turned around and we went and I was glad I went because it was really cool to see him do that um but it also I think just in terms of like molding me as a person it's just made me more open-minded and more willing to I don't judge people I don't think I hope I don't judge people just by looking at them hearing someone cough and saying oh they're they're a smoker or that person's fat they have diabetes there's so much more to the story yeah I think that's beautiful and I think it's true I know that you've always been one of Ryan's biggest supporters even as a little girl like you know not a little girl but like 13 when I met you and that's still pretty young but I just remember my first introduction to knowing that Ryan had a little sister because we were just in college and we had just started dating Ryan was in the hospital, and I didn't even know that he had CF. Um, And he was in the hospital, and I said, oh, my gosh, what are you in the hospital for? Like, thinking, that's so strange. Like, we're so young, and why are you hospitalized? And he said, "Um, oh, I have pneumonia. And so I just took him for face value because I had no reason not to believe him. Um, But we were just newly dating, and I remember there being a sign on the wall. And I said, oh, who made that for you? And he said, oh, my little sister, Mary. And I was like, oh, are you guys close? And he's like, oh, yeah, she's like my best friend. And so it makes perfect sense now. Like I'm getting the whole picture of like how you were approaching things and how it shaped you and how it really taught you to appreciate the little moments and to go that extra mile. And most people, when their older brother is bossing them around and being like, can you go get me this or that? Like it definitely stopped you from being like, like no, or fighting or having like useless extra like fights for no reason. Instead, you were just like more willing to do it because you knew what CF was and like what it meant and how life is precious and fleeting and so to just enjoy those moments. And I'm glad you went to the thesis and you're always so good about 
staying in touch with Ryan and I, even when we're out here and, um, you know, checking in on text and FaceTiming, Zooming and visiting us. You've been out here and I hope you know that we love you. Uh, of course I do. <laughs> I know. And it's funny because I remember making that sign um, when, when you guys were newly dating and growing up with two older brothers, like they would say silly things and like, think sausages were funny and I'm pretty <laughs> sure the that sign was like I had like sausages and then like the first movie I ever saw in the hospital I, I still remember it was Tremors with Kevin Bacon and it always reminds me of visiting Rye in the Aww. hospital because it was like the weirdest movie is like a kid to watch this giant like worm thing and I think it was like tremors and sausages and like just little things that I would think he would that would make him laugh but even growing up before I think I had a real understanding of cystic fibrosis I remember I used to like watch Rye play video games or Christmas when Santa was real <laughs> um, I would like crawl in his bed and you know like in the morning and like be like oh is it okay to go up now like the, we were definitely closer because he was home and I also I think in the back of my head especially like at a young age seeing different things around me and also in our house and, and also like I would sneak and listen to my parents have conversations those all molded me to be more I hope laid back but also just more understanding of issues and and I try my best to be supportive especially because I know Ryan's sensitive at the end of the day, and that's why I love him. I'm sensitive too, for sure. I don't like showing it, but I definitely am. And I think that's also how it's molded me as well. Like you are sensitive and empathetic, like mm -hmm. to the point where you like feel other people's pain and it's upsetting. So I think all of those factors molded me into the person I am today. The amazing person you are today. You and Ryan remind me so much of one another because you are both sensitive, but you both will do anything to not show it. And it's so funny, like you both have that in common, but I know at the end of the day, you're both sensitive and very empathetic, you know, and loving and sympathetic towards other people. And that's what, one of the many reasons I love both of you so much. What has CF taught you? I'm gonna leave that very vague and open-ended. What has it taught you? It's so, it is an open question because it teaches you so many different things. I think as I entered my teen years, when your hormones are flying and you're, you get emotional, I think it taught me to be patient from my perspective. I think it more so taught me, I would, I'd have friends who would smoke or try new things or do things that I, I felt like I couldn't do. And I, I know that that are wrong, but I think it taught me just how important and lucky that I am to be healthy because it is so easy to take it for granted and it is it is so easy to be like oh yeah i'll my friend one of my friends is having a cigarette let's go outside and have one but that stuff isn't right and when you take it for granted it, it's really easy to forget that you know ryan and my cousins and, and and everybody they have cystic fibrosis and also i think it's just taught me to be more resilient in a way or more I don't know, go with the flow. I think I always try to be, as I got older, more go with the flow with things because at the end of the day, like 
that could be so much worse. And I even remember being in Disney World a while ago, and I'm sure Ryan told you the story when we were in line and he had the handicap pass, and someone was like, "Well, what's wrong with you? You don't mm-hmm. need one." And and that like judgmentalness, mm-hmm. I think, has definitely taught me not to judge a book by its cover. And I think that's also why I'm so passionate about you know women's rights or Black Lives Matter or LGBT like rape cases like I've never experienced those things firsthand so that's why I like am interested in it because it's taught me that you can't judge a book by its cover you really have to like dive in into the dynamics and understand it and I think growing up with someone in your family with cystic fibrosis or any disease teaches you that if you have the open mind to do it and the support system which I luckily did have. Wow. That's such a beautiful answer. And I specifically leave it open-ended because, you know, CF could just teach you so many things. Like it could make people want to go into science. It could make people want to go into medicine, um, having someone in their family with CF. But what it's done for you and it shows in every area of your life is it's just made you a very open-minded, resilient, sympathetic, empathetic person who wants the best for everyone that's willing to fight for the underdog. And that's just like you said, doesn't judge a book by its cover. And that's just amazing. So as like ferocious and vicious as CF can be, and we've seen it be, it has molded, I think, all members of this family. And I like to include myself by being part of this family now. It's making us all be better people, you know, to do our best and to live life to the fullest. And if CF is going to, you know, be so negative, at least we do find some positive in it. And I, I love that and appreciate it. So thank you so much for joining me, but I just want to ask you if you want to just leave a message to our boys. Yes. So I really thought about it when you sent it because then I wrote it in my little word because um, you wanted something for all of them. Yeah. And I know I've talked a lot about Ryan because that's my personal experience. I obviously have a larger dynamic experience with two cousins and, and everything that's happened in our family. I didn't want to end it with something kind of cheesy because... I don't want to say this, but I feel like it's a cop-out to say they taught me that they're strong because obviously they're strong. They've dealt with a thousand more things that I've ever or will ever have to deal with. But I, I broke down like a few little points, I guess, that I wanted to talk about because they all did teach me different things um, in different ways. And for example, Maddie is a, a lot closer in age compared to Ryan and Jeff to me and like five years. So I, I think he taught me more to maybe feel like a peer slash friend with my family before anybody else did. And and that's why I I love that about him. Like I didn't feel like that little sister persona per se. It was more like, oh, this is my cousin Mary and we're gonna play card games and she's not 21 yet. So don't say anything (laughs) when we go out. Like that, he definitely taught me just to be more comfortable and confident growing up in such a unique family. Whereas Jeff taught me that like hardcore resiliency and patience and, obviously sarcasm as everyone who knows him like he's taught me that strength that inner strength in a different way than maddie and rye has because they've obviously taught me that as well um but i think rye has taught me more just to go for your dreams and and not be afraid to put yourself out there because when you see rye you're like or what if people in high school think he was so quiet i can't believe he's an actor but he's putting himself out there and that's so scary so even totally separate from cf just being a person who can say i'm gonna go on stage and do this monologue in front of a bunch of peers and older people is so commendable and he's definitely taught me that it's okay to voice your opinion and and go out there and i think that also has shaped me too because 
you see people were negative about certain issues and I feel comfortable, you know, I don't have to blast it out on social media every day or I don't make a sign that says, hey, I support this, but it's okay to stand up for it. And I think I also, from all three of them, learned to be a little bit more laid back in my sense. Like I'm pretty go with the flow in general, you know, it's going to be fine. Take a joke, um, sling it back. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. all of that has definitely taught me all of that, but I didn't want to end it with like a, a quote, well, a kind of a quote. So I didn't want to end it with anything like cheesy because as I said, they've definitely taught me to be strong. And, and as I said, laid back and all of those amazing things that I'm so lucky for, but I wanted to kind of end it with something that connects in my mind, the four of us, because we all love movies and cinema and film. And one of my favorite movies, and it's definitely not like the acting or the storyline, is The Truman Show. And I love it because it's like the final, or one of the scenes when they're sitting on the dock and Truman asked to Marlon, do you ever get the feeling that the world revolves around you? It kind of makes him think like, you know, in the movie, like the whole world revolves around him. And I always kind of like go back to that because there's so many, it like life is just like a series of questions and it doesn't revolve around you. There's so many other people and relationships and aspects to it. And I think I love that movie so much just because of the bigger picture. And at the end, it's my like one of my favorite scenes and quotes. And I wanted to end it for all three. If I'm seeing Ryan at In-N-Out in California or coming home for his birthday, or I go see Maddie for like a drive-by um, birthday, or, you know, in Cumberland, or if I see Jeff in a, a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> as he loves, um, I wanted to end it with one of my favorite quotes, which was, um, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah.